Welcome to Just Another Side Quest. This is a show where a couple of 30-year-olds discuss current games we're playing, thoughts on various bits of gaming news, and we'll definitely get sidetracked pretty often. We're married, some of us have kids, and a few of us work in the games industry, and a couple of us don't. We keep it casual and try to cover a wide range of games. All right, well, today is a little different. Uh, James and Aaron are on maternity-paternity leave uh, for the next few episodes, so we're going to have some guests in over the next few episodes. And uh, this week, I'd like everyone to welcome uh, Garage Night alum from the channel here, uh, Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey, welcome to the video game show here on the network. Uh, I know you've been playing really more games over the past couple of years actually kind of had a hiatus like most uh most people did in the in your mid-20s but yeah you've been back on it with the major ps4 releases uh like last of us and um uncharted and and such and you've been catching up on a lot of those uh it's been interesting to hear you kind of go through this stuff that you know i heard talked about for for years and i've played through a couple of them and so for you to you to kind of come up with some fresh takes on on some old games has been interesting. So what are your thoughts kind of on Uncharted is something that I have played through. Which ones of those have you have you done? Okay, so I I'm a little uh, slow to the video game scene uh, as you probably know. Um, I I replay a lot of old video games, PS2 games, PS3 games, and. And, uh, you know, there's not a lot of titles on the PS4 that I've played, but uh, in the last year with COVID and everything, I, I've been playing more of the games that I've heard good things about and I've, uh, you know, uh, had recommended by friends. And so my boss actually had the entire Uncharted series and uh, I he, he gave me all of the Uncharted games and I unfortunately played four first. And then I tried to play one, two, and three, and uh, I found Uncharted Four to be, you know, a really, a really well put together game. And I, I had come, so I'd come from The Last of Us One. That was my first Naughty Dog game that I played, and I, I mean, it was the remaster for PS4, not the PS3 version. And the graphics and the control layout made it super playable, and it was really smooth. Uh, smooth game all the way through control scheme was really nice and uh you know then i guess playing uncharted 4 first um i didn't really have the backstory of of uh, i think his name was nathan and his wife at the time um i didn't really have that backstory and so i came into the game kind of you know with fresh eyes uh never having played uncharted before and it it played really well from starting with The Last of Us, uh, the first uh, The Last of Us, and then moving into Uncharted. And, you know, the control scheme was super similar. Um, the graphics and behaviors and the way the, uh, I guess, the way each kind of level or area progressed is very similar. You know, you have one or two ways you can get through a particular section of the game. It's kind of a story-heavy game, you know. It's not a open world or you know free shooter you you kind of step through these stories but that's the thing i like about uncharted and the last of us is it's it tells a super cool super rich story all the way through that is 
is really fun to to follow. And even if you're, I don't know, even I guess even if you're not playing, uh, you're not super involved. You know, you could scale it back to easy or or super hard, and you don't have that kind of freedom to change the story. It's still such a nice and and fun story to be a part of that you just want to play and for for the story. Um, and uh, it, Uncharted was really cool because it was it was very uh, you know Uncharted is about kind of treasure hunting and you you know your your character uh, it, he's he's uh, he he wants to go kind of do he's like a treasure hunter you know that's his like passion and in Uncharted four you play part of the game as uh, when when he's a younger uh, like him in his younger years so he's you kind of have these flashbacks to when he was a kid and growing up and kind of the things that started him in on this lifelong uh, love for finding treasure and going on these quests to find hidden uh, artifacts and whatnot. And, you know, in the, in the fourth version, he's kind of semi-retired. He's doing like a diving business now, um, recovering, uh, you know, cars and, you know, stuff like that out of rivers and blah, blah, blah. Um, uh, from what I can remember, it's been, it's been a year since I played it, but, um, it, and then you, you know, he kind of gets pulled back into this, uh, into this life of kind of treasure hunting and, um, you know, goes on this just crazy adventure and meets all of these different characters and, um, you know, his kind of, uh, rival or nemesis he runs into and, um, you know, they have a big manpower and then, you know, you're kind of the underdog fighting this kind of bigger, uh, you know, corporate kind of treasure hunter group, you know, and, um, and, and in the last area, uh, sorry, in, in, uh, in Uncharted, you know, there's a lot of climbing and jumping and, you know, kind of, that's kind of the, the game's uh, kind of niche or thing that it does is instead of, you know, kind of hunting through areas and killing zombies, like in the last of us, you're, you're kind of jumping between, uh, jumping between places and kind of finding nooks and crannies and ways to get from one place to the next, you know, you're kind of on this just kind of wild adventure and, it, and it, it's really fun. It's a fun game to play. Um, and it, and it kept me kind of sucked in, but I tried to go back and play the first game, um, which, you know, had a kind of a cool story, but, you know, being it, it I guess I would say, uh, it, it kind of came from a very humble beginning and the graphics were kind of hard for me to get, to get over. Like it, it didn't have, it wasn't as fluid and it wasn't as seamless of a game to play for me. Uh, and I think if I had started with that one, it would have maybe been a little bit different. Um, and, and the, uh, the camera in the game in the first one was a little bit just, I, I want to say like, uh, if you ever played Turok on N64, it kind of had that kind of, motion sickness kind of feel you know a oh, little yeah, bit yeah, yeah. um i don't really know how to describe it the dynamic camera wasn't what it is on current games where it's very seamless and kind of intuitive but it was very kind of nauseating to to you know to some degree and i couldn't play it very long and then would you say that that's that's what kind of steered you away from the first one the most there was the the camera angle or was it the the graphics or was it the gameplay what what was it that really uh kind of went you know this is not you know and that made you not want to go through the backlog yeah it was actually all of it t- kind of together you know i i like i really enjoyed the first one and you know my boss i, I borrowed the first one for that sorry the fourth one i the first one i played i i borrowed the fourth one first 
And then I was like, man, that was a great game. He's like, well, here's the other three. Let's you know play those. And I was like, okay. So I started on it. And I'm like, you know, I wanted to give it a solid, you know, a effort. And I, I, you know, I went probably, I'd say 20% through the game. You know, I think that was a pretty solid effort, but, uh, the, the, I, it was a combination of everything. Like you said, it was, it was graphics. It was that, that was hard to get around. The camera was hard to deal with the enemies. And I know we get, to, this could be an entire episode about how the difficulty in enemies on modern games versus older games is completely different. Like modern games, they really want you to win and feel like you can overcome, but not be so difficult that it turns you off from the game. Uh, when this one came out, it wasn't the case. So the enemies are super hard. Resources are more limited, um, you know, and and they don't really follow the logic of, oh, this enemy's over here. He's going to come from here. It's like they just keep pouring in from, you know, places that you can't access. So it's kind of like the game just keeps dumping obstacles at you. And there's not really, it doesn't really follow like a, you know, oh, they're talking up on a bridge and then you make a, a sound and then they see you. It's like, as soon as you're in the zone, they're firing at you. You know, it didn't have that, like, kind of that that nice story, you know, um, AI that you see in a lot of more modern games. Um, yeah, and, you know, those older games had monster closets that they would just kind of spawn from until you've either reached a certain uh, place in the level or gotten rid of however many of them versus nowadays it's kind of a a set piece where there are seven guards they're stationed here 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 and here and you know this is their patrol areas uh okay. this is where they stop uh and you can watch and plan around that uh yeah. more assassin's creed uh style or sniper elite yeah exactly and and, and you know the cool thing I like, um, and and so, anyway, I, I guess I should say that that's what turned me off to those early games. But the things I like about Naughty Dog's later games, like The Last of Us, Last of Us Two, Uncharted, is there's a there's a, a level of thought that you have to put into how you approach every situation in the game, and I can really appreciate that. I like it, um, and I didn't realize that the first time I played through. You know, I I've come from when I first started playing The Last of Us, the, the very first time. Uh, the first game, uh, I came from the only games I'd ever played were Fallout and Grand Theft Auto that were like, I, I shouldn't say the only games, but those were like my games that I played a lot of. Uh, and then going into this other game, I kind of, you know, Grand Theft Auto and um, and Fallout, you can kind of brute force your way through the game. You know, if you, if you know how to play the game, you can just kind of shoot your way through the game and, you know, play it that way. Or, uh, you know, you could play it very strategically if you really want to. You could, you, you know, those kind of games are the games that you get out what you put in. You know, you can make that game what you want it to be. You make it really fun and really tactical, or you can't. In The Last of Us and Uncharted and The Last of Us 2, uh, you really can't get away with brute forcing those games um, unless you change to, like, an easy mode or something. Like, if you're playing the normal hardness setting or uh, or anything beyond that you need to play the game uh strategically and you need to think about your resources you have to think about um where people are going to be you have to think about the noise you're creating as you're traversing around certain areas you have to think about you know oh how am i going to get to here or here um without alerting you know these people you know so there's 
that's something I really liked about it, and I found a lot of fun in that um, because it was a different way of playing uh, a game than I had ever played before. Um, and I know that sounds kind of like a newbie thing, but it it really is. Uh, and I had a lot of fun with that. I I was I I really enjoyed those games, and today. Uh, I think The Last of Us, The Last of Us 2, probably rank in the top, maybe my top five or six favorite video games ever. Um, you know, and that's saying something because, I, you know, I I never even wanted to play those games to start with. I got got a PlayStation 4 from my girlfriend uh, for my birthday, and that was pre-installed on there. And she was like, well, it was this or, you know, like, some tennis game or something, and I was like, I'm like, yeah, you picked the right one. I'll play it. And honestly, this is uh, uh, kind of a weird, uh, I guess, thing to say, but I I wanted the PlayStation Four only for Fallout Four. I the only reason I wanted to get a PS Four was for Fallout Four, um, coming from Fallout Three in New Vegas, which I really liked. And then I got Fallout Four, played it, and then I played the game that was pre-installed, The Last of Us, and I liked The Last of Us more than Fallout 4 by a substantial margin. So um, uh, it was just kind of interesting how that, you know, Naughty Dog really put a lot of effort into those games, and I really like the way they play. And uh, I'm kind of hooked on their games now, so I think anything that comes out from Naughty Dog is something I'm probably going to end up buying and playing and just trying. Yeah, and so you you kind of mentioned that you came in um aside from racing games uh clearly from the other show um that you like the open world uh make your own fun sort of games the the fallouts and gtas and such um, yeah yeah totally but, but you were not into the idea of like a uh cinematic action adventure game but after kind of stumbling into them uh you you really think that that's kind of what you prefer to uh to play like now if they were to offer up um something you know naughty dog uh, came up with something along the lines of a last of us or or uh, something akin to that like a new experience like uh let's say uh something you haven't played yet um uh have you heard of horizon zero dawn i haven't no so that's another kind of uh it is a more of an RPG, I suppose. Mm-hmm. It would be, but it's still got kind of a cinematic uh, tilt to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but if there were to be something more like that versus a um, Fallout 5, uh, not Fallout 76, we shouldn't speak of that. No. Um, but if, if you were kind of given the choice um, between... Naughty Dog's latest cinematic adventure or the next Fallout, what do you, you know, what do you think you <laughs> would put in there first into the uh, non-existent uh, disc slot? <laughs> That's funny that you say non-existent disc slot because I'm still so old school I'm looking for disc games. I don't have any, I don't have Steam or any of that like most kids have nowadays. But um... Yeah, they, they now offer the new systems, the PS5 and the Series 1 or Series X uh you can opt for a digital edition, which has no disc drive in it. That's kind of cool, but um, yeah, I mean, you're—I don't know—I'm old school. You know this. Well, uh, yeah, your <laughs> your your daily driver is from 1960. So yeah, I have, I have old cars and old things yeah. in the house. So um, 
but, yes. but if you were if you were given the option, uh, mm-hmm. do you think you would still fall back into your, uh, um, you know, your earlier, earlier kind of happy space of of a uh, of an open world RPG, or are you still hungry for another, uh, you know, uh, movie type adventure? Let me tell you this. So, I'm very. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm not the most brand loyal um, when it comes to video games. So if someone produces a good video game, um, I'll hold that on its own, you know, and I I learned this with uh, Fallout and I've learned this with EA with uh, the Need for Speed series. You know, I I was dead hooked on Need for Speed for uh, a long time. And Mm -hmm. as soon as they came out with their kind of, fumbling of car games after i'd say most wanted um the first most wanted i i stopped buying them i bought one one additional game and that was shift and i I never i played it once and i never touched it again um so i don't trust that brand anymore until they can prove to me that they can make a good game um i don't know if that makes me brand lawyer or disloyal i'm not quite sure but um i the same thing happened with fallout um after Fallout 4, I, you know, I thought Fallout 4 was a pretty big step in the wrong direction for Bethesda. Um, and then after the the disaster that was 76, I'm like, they're going to have to prove themselves to make a good game that is playable enough for me to get back into the seat. Um, and can I, you, can I, you enumerate, because um, you've played all of uh, Fallout 3, Fallout 4, and New Vegas, and I believe... Uh, most, if not all, the DLC content for them. That was definitely your your jam for over a decade. Can you kind of, because I've I've heard this said a lot that people really feel that Fallout Four was a was a big step back. Um, what's your take on that? As far as um, is it uh, like your options for uh, for discussion, your mm-hmm. your combat options, your companions? What is it that really sticks out to you as you know because you played through all of fallout 4 you got all of its content so yeah obviously you still liked it enough to to play the dozens of hours into it but mm-hmm. you still felt it was a, a a letdown so i'd be interested to know your personal um opinions on on yeah. why it's so bad but still worth playing through yeah so i guess originally your I, I know your original question was would i go for a naughty dog game or a or a fallout game open world and I'm, I'm a really big fan of open world games i i like open world games a lot um like red dead but i would have to go with a naughty dog game versus a fallout game at, at this point based on the performance of the two companies i've seen lately so to answer your original question that's kind of where i would lean i would lean towards the stories mode cinematic game because thus far the last four naughty dog games or three naughty dog games i've played haven't disappointed me and the last uh, Bethesda game I played did disappoint me. Now, digging into Fallout a little bit, what what it was lacking is hard to put your finger on, I, I think, to me. Um, what intrigued me about the first game, uh, sorry, third game, Fallout 3, uh, and that was the original game that hooked me, and I've played that game through, I think, five times now. And I have... Wow. So I've, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, and I could easily tell you the best DLC for that is is um, is the uh, Point Lookout. I think um, the pit was okay. I didn't I didn't get super far into the pit. It was kind of boring. 
Um, the I I never have run into the alien the Zeta ship. I've never got to that. So I I you know I, that's like a random encounter that that starts with. Um, I haven't really sought it out because it didn't really play with the whole vibe of the game. I know I'm talking about Fallout Three, but I, I want to give you my backstory a little bit about. I loved that game because it the story was super rich. It was super compelling. You had the story, you, you started life in this vault as a kid. It shows you growing up, going through these trials. And it was my first game ever playing like a true RPG game. And most people will criticize Fallout 3 as being like a guided RPG at best. Like it's not a true RPG in the sense that like New Vegas is where you have a lot more character development and a lot more options for who you can side with and which direction you can go. And, you know, you have these different factions that you're trying to weigh um, you know, I want to be, uh, you know, uh, akin to the boomers, but uh, an enemy of, you know, the, um, of the, the, I think they're, are they the nightmen or something like that? Um, anyway, the night, night, the nightkin, nightkin. I believe, or the, yeah, yeah that nightkin. was the super mutants, right? The super mutants. Yeah. The invisible ones. But, um, but yeah, so I mean like, you know, the, but that was my first experience with it, you know, and I, I, I love the, the, like, you know, me dude, like I like old cars and I like, old things i find them super interesting and they tell a story and this game uh was the first exposure to the fallout world which was like the 50s stuff that i like this like and that they kind of grabbed onto that like that nuclear atomic family from the 50s and they just let that run out you know they kind of took it to its extreme like if we if we had taken nuclear power and made it and made it you know the primary source of fuel instead of getting away from it and it became a household thing, you know, fission batteries and, you know, your nuka cola, you know, with radio radioactive isotopes in it to make it glow, your quantum. And all of this goofy stuff, you know, it just kind of took that whole uh, 50s kind of uh, vibe and just ran with it off the deep end. And I love that. And then on top of that, you know, I'm kind of into like abandoned structures and kind of like urbex and decay. And this game brought me more into that, you know, like I thought like... You see an old abandoned building, I'm like, oh, that's cool. Look at the history of that. And then you see the game that's bringing you an entire world of abandoned things and cool things to explore. And every building had a different story and every building had a different thing to explore inside of it. It just was rich. And there was so much side quests and side stories that you could go, you know, you run into Andale in Fallout 3 and it's a and it's this like, oh, hey, weather's great today, you know, like, just this old town America and then it turns out they're eating all of the people that come into the town, you know, or you go to rivet city and there's this giant, you know, um, Navy ship that's inhabited by people and uh, they have their entire commerce system there. Or you go to, you know, you go to the, the state Capitol and, or, or to, uh, you know, the Washington DC. Yeah. The U S Capitol. Uh, and you're, and you go to the, you know, the, uh, I, I guess, what are the different buildings there? The Washington Monument, and you go to, and then you know you could you go find a group of abandoned or like runaway slaves, and then you take them to the monument, and you have the choice to turn them into the slavers that are at the Washington Memorial, or you could, or you could, uh, or sorry, the Lincoln Memorial, or you could take over, kill the slavers, and then let these uh, let these people, uh, the the escaped slavers, um, you know, uh, I guess live and and uh, take over the the Lincoln Memorial as a symbol of freedom. You know, it's like, 
there's and there's so much depth to the game in that way and there's just there's so many neat things to explore and so many side quests that even if you don't play the main quest you could spend 80 hours in this game just checking everything out and developing your character and 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 exploring you know and it's super rich and super fun and new vegas was exactly the same way it had more of a wild west vibe it was very you know you play it you're kind of like uh you're kind of like walt longmire you know you got your rifle you got your cowboy hat um you know and you're just cruising through the world um listening listening to big iron on the radio yeah exactly listen to some one, one of the Cash. best soundtracks is the 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 radio of uh new vegas for sure I, I like both of them, and they like Fallout Three and New Vegas had really fantastic. Like Three was very fifties, um, forties jazz, which was really cool. I really like that. And then you go to New Vegas, where you're out in the sticks more, and it's more old country. You know, Johnny Cash, um, you know, uh, Waylon Jennings kind of stuff going on, like old school country guy, country guys, um, and even some Billy Holiday. I think was played there, so it was very like you really immersed you into this world that you were playing in. Um, and, you know, I really like both of them. They're both unique and they both kind of stand on their own as this cool thing. And New Vegas, you've played New Vegas more than I have even. And the depth and the decision-making in New Vegas is miles deeper than even three. And in my opinion, four. And, um, you know, I guess... All of this is leading up to my opinion of Fallout 4 and why I don't I don't think it was as good of a game. And I don't think it's hard to even consider them, in my opinion, in the same category. Like, on its own, if it wasn't called Fallout 4 and it was just a game, it would be okay. Like, I'd be like, yeah, that's fine. But to me, it was a disappointment because it, it came from such a super good lineage of games, you know. And if I remember correct, and you... I'm sure people will probably correct me, but when they went from Fallout New Vegas to Fallout 4, they uh, went from a staff of like 80 to like over 300, I think, right? And they kind of became shifted into this a little bit more of a corporate model. And they started doing a little more microtransaction stuff, um, which which 76 was really heavy in. Um, but but what I what I disliked about 4 was that the main quest was kind of cool. You know, it had a, it had a neat story. And you got to see some cool places, and the graphics were good. But the sim aspect of it pulled time away, in my opinion, from the developers uh, making substantial side quests. So, you know, you join the Minutemen, and then you start going to these different settlements and helping these different settlements. But if you haven't noticed, and I'm not sure how far in the game you are, but all of those repeat. You know, as soon as you go help clear out the bad guys from, you know, Settlement X, um, you play another two hours in the game and then suddenly they're attacking it. It's kind of like, it's like uh, gang territories in Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. You know, like every, every you know, few hours of gameplay, one of your territories gets attacked. It's the same way. And there's nothing enriching uh, to the gaming experience from my perspective, by just going and going back and forth and killing the same people over and over again, you don't get to explore new things. You don't get new merchandise or materials. You just kind of go kill more people and then have to get back to what you were originally doing. It's not exciting or thought-provoking. And and as far as that goes, there's really not a ton of interesting side quests 
in New Vegas. Like, there's cool stuff to discover. You can take one of your robot companions, which I think the companion thing in Fallout 4 is actually kind of cool. You can pick a companion. I like that. Um, you can do it in 3 um, as well. You can have somebody follow you with certain karma levels, and there's different characters you can have, and that's neat. Um, kind of similar to, to 4, but 4 you really you have less of a requirement, and uh, there's one character in there, uh, I think, I can't remember her name, but she's a robot um, that's stuck in one of the vaults, and, and if you go long enough, you can transfer her personality into an android body, and she becomes uh, like a person that follows you around, and I, I played that way through once, and that was cool, um, but it really misses the side quests stuff. The, you know, the music on the radio is kind of repetitive and it's it's more like focusing on atom bomb stuff and trying to be like they play like the stupid goofy like everything's about nuclear and it's not just up the time if that makes any sense i don't know if that makes sense or not but the colors are kind of drab the combat's okay you know it just it didn't have that hook for me you know all of the things that were exciting and new and fun in three and in four um, that were on their own games that that are just stellar and stand way out in my this game just seemed kind of mm, boring and vague like you go to different buildings most of them are shut up you can't really go look in most of them and when you do you don't find anything exciting it's just it's lacking in the richness of the other games my opinion um i've been talking for most of this episode what do you think man what do you think, Randy? Well, what you... that's that's why I had John. You you said you didn't have much to say, and I knew it was a complete lie. Um, so I'm gonna kind of work backwards a little bit. And the last thing you said about most of the buildings being uh, boarded up, um, I would agree. Having played New Vegas, and now uh, the wife and I started in on Fallout Four uh, recently over the past couple weeks, um, I will say that. Yeah, in New Vegas, you can go into just about every building. Either it's just an open door building or there's actually someone in there and there's a whole storyline behind it. But there's a lot more just open, empty space in New Vegas. Whereas in Fallout 4, there are so many buildings Mm -hmm. and it kind of gives you the idea of, uh, as it's supposed to, like this is... um, this is new england this is a very densely populated area mm-hmm. versus going out in you know uh, new, uh, nevada if you've been out into the vegas area mm-hmm. yeah there's nothing until you get into these oasis that actually is it oasis like many oasises yeah yeah anyway uh if you're not there you, you can't survive so yeah. especially in the in the you know 50s and 60s era when the bombs were supposed to have gone off yeah i I would i would agree but i would say that although they're boarded up at least they're exident uh and and there versus simply a big empty place but i do think new vegas is a is a superior product i've i've said that and i still hold to it yeah um and yeah the 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 the, um the the companions uh, alone are just much more, much deeper, much more interesting. And it's, it's an old meme, but 
your you know your area is under attack better go defend it like it's it's not what i find fun and the whole but the the building of the communities is also somewhat lost on me Uh, all those kind of mini games in stuff um like i love assassin's creed black flag but there's a there's there's a lot of kind of uh community building and uh fleet building mini game stuff that just i've tried to get into but can't for me it's hard to switch modality when i'm playing a video game if i'm playing a shooter i want to shoot things if i'm playing an rpg i want to role play uh and Mm -hmm. and and do that and so to kind of some people would would see it as more of a role play opportunity to Mm -hmm. defend places and and build them up to me it's it's kind of too grandiose and i want to focus on the small story yeah and that was you know like that was one of those things the sim thing is it's neat i would say but that's it like i i would prefer it didn't have it and it just you know you you know I, the the thing i guess i did i did kind of like i did like that you could modify your weapons i thought that was kind of cool you know you could take stuff you find out in the world scrap metal and stuff and then turn it into a better weapon for you or modify your power armor but exactly like, and it's not just oh this one makes it better it's well this one increases its range and its accuracy yeah. but it's heavier so you know uh if if you're rolling with a low low strength character uh you know i, I like to do the sneaky uh uh sniper rogue sort of a build i almost always go to that and um you know it's tough when you don't put a lot of points into that and you want to carry you know uh, uh, like a sniper rifle type weapon, it's going to be heavier, and that means you can collect less loot, and you know you have to run with less armor, yep. and it's it really is everything is a trade off on the on the weapons, and there's so much you can do. Yeah, um, and, and and barrels like I was, and stocks and, and yeah, and that's one of the things that I like I said before is like I don't think Fallout Four is a bad game like it's still a good game. It's just not as good as three and four or and, uh, and new Vegas, I should say. Yeah. Uh, and I, to, to piggyback off of what you said about you, you would rather the sim elements just not be there. I don't mind them being there. I just feel like their time spent developing that is the consequences. We got less quality companions and side quests and there are some buildings that I went into that were named and there was no one there. So maybe I have to find a flag somewhere that starts uh, an adventure. And I, but in new Vegas, you could sequence break easily. Yeah. Just walk, walk into a building and be in the middle of a quest that you never accepted. Yep. And something would just go off. And then a couple of times I would talk to someone hours later and they go, hey, so there's this going on over here. And I would just, and yep. there would even be the option of saying, oh, I already took care of that. Yep. Whereas in, in Fallout 4, I knew the first few things that you do for your settlement. You know, you, you plant food, you give them water, you build beds, uh, that sort of stuff. And then I went, after doing all that, I talked to the quest giver for that. And he'll give you these quests one at a time. And I wanted to be able to go up to him and him go, we need you to build five beds or whatever it was. And there should be a flag that says, oh, there's already beds made. And him go, oh, 
well, cool, thanks for that. Yeah. Uh, how about some water? And then, boom, another flag. It should check and go, oh, it's already done. Instead of getting the quest, going out of the conversation, and then immediately saying, quest completed, you have to hit A to get his attention. By then, he's turned and he's working on something else. He has to stop and stand up and turn to you and do it. And you have to do that over and over. And it takes, it only takes two minutes, but it's a waste of those two yeah, minutes. Yeah, and it, and, it, and it doesn't create, like, that's not the type of experience you would expect to have in real life. So it makes it awkward and it makes it yeah, it's, less It's not sim fun. and it's not AAA quality. It's, you know, you, you feel that a Bethesda can do better. I mean, they've, they've made some real, real excellent games and, and you just expect them to, to flag that sort of stuff a little bit better, especially on a game that people play through so many times. You should be able to get through uh, the the beginning stuff much quicker than you can. Having to play through the tutorial basically again. Uh, this is my third total time playing through the tutorial, and it's just it's agonizing. The first four hours, the third time through, there should be a a quicker start. Like in New Vegas, uh, no spoilers, but you can sequence break, and if you run fast enough from the beginning of the game, you can go north past the death claws and the rad scorpions and you can get straight to the strip in the first yep. 20 minutes of the game yeah if you yep. run fast take enough. care of mr house and you're and you're good <laughs> yeah you can you can beat the game extremely quickly with mm-hmm. some base stats and it's uh, the the freedom that they gave um for you to do that is why i'm i'm just so excited that you know, I, I was so excited for the Outer Worlds, which is another Obsidian joint, because you know New Vegas was made by a different developer, uh, Obsidian Entertainment, and so I've I've been watching them with with bated breath, and then uh, I think it was last year they got bought by Microsoft, uh, and now this year all of Bethesda has been acquired by Microsoft. So oh really? Yeah. So hopefully we really get a shot um, with. Microsoft financing Fallout 5 and hopefully letting Obsidian run with it and do another yeah. uh, really do what they intended to do because you could tell that Outer Worlds which is basically New Vegas in space uh, you could see what they were trying to do but they were it just seemed like they were kind of short on time and that it got rushed and the game ends where you think it's two thirds of the way through it just ends and you're like okay i guess that's the game and it's, yeah. it's kind of a, a letdown so to for them to well, i have... think you know with with the funding of microsoft and honestly uh, i mean microsoft puts out usually pretty good games so i think it's one of those things that you could probably see probably better quality products coming out of fallout and outer world series uh, now that they're acquired by microsoft that's that's what i'm hoping for yeah. Is that they can they can kind of have the reins off a little bit. They don't have to worry about financing and, and getting people. They can and maybe they can work with Bethesda again and, and uh make that really, really work. Because that's all we want is another another new Vegas with updated graphics. Um Yeah. Yeah. I mean, while we're while we're talking about uh New Vegas, you played it on I'm assuming uh Xbox three sixty probably. I played it on PS3. PS3. Um, 
if you had it for a PC, they have mods out um, that are DLC. And uh, the, there's a new one called The Frontier, which astute listeners will remember uh, we talked about before. Uh, but you you live in the Portland area as well. This is Fallout New Vegas uh, exploring the wastes around Portland, Oregon. Oh, no way. Really? Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Um, so, yeah, there's uh, three new main quests, 60 side quests, and, quote, tens of thousands of lines and new dialogue, uh, voice dialogues. Is it so, actually produced by Bethesda or Obsidian? or? It is It is not a uh, an official uh, expansion, but it's it's huge. I've heard there's some bug problems with it, and it's a little emptier than people wanted it to be. But for a kind of a homegrown mod, it it seems seems pretty cool. Uh, so if you're playing on PC, please check it out and let us know how it is. But I thought that was something. It's a local thing you might be interested in. Just you know, I'm, I'm actually anything probably, that exists. I'm probably gonna look that up after we get off because I want to watch. I'll probably watch it since I don't have a gaming computer, but I probably watched something on, on YouTube where maybe they do a playthrough. Um, let's see. That'd be, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit about, um, the DLC for fallout four? Cause as I'm starting to get into it, uh, is it end game content or is it, uh, stuff that could get shoehorned in early? Cause I'm thinking I'm going to probably play through the whole thing now. So I was wondering if the, would you recommend to people to get the DLC uh, early, or is it like level thirty, level forty stuff? Honestly, I can't even remember the DLC. I don't even know if I have the DLC for four. Um, really? I really don't remember if I do. Um, I don't know if I got the ultimate edition or not. I got one of the early ones, uh, one of the early games when it came out. So it was probably one of the first uh, few off the shelf. Um, for four because i was kind of stoked to get it but what what is the dlc for four do you know offhand um, I, it might jog talk, my memory if you talk for a minute i will definitely find it yeah yeah i i can't remember um offhand what the dlc is for or for um yeah if you just jog my memory a little bit i i might be able to say yeah i, I remember that or where i don't um i could tell you all about three <laughs> um but uh but yeah four four was the game wasn't ex- i mean it was exciting enough to play through like i definitely wanted to play it through um but it wasn't so there's there's far, uh, far harbor looks like that's the third expansion pack no i've not played that um, one the vault tech workshop nope uh nuka world nope okay so automatron so uh, uh, aside from these there is um so Automatron, Wasteland Workshop, Far Harbor, Contraptions Workshop, Vault Tech Workshop, Nuka World. Seems like most of this is is for building. But Yeah, that uh, that's I mean the Far Harbor might be sounds like it might be a uh like an action one that might be worth checking out. Um yeah, it seems like that and Nuka World are the uh are are the main gameplay ones. If you log on now, as I have been, there's a there's an online collection of authorized mods that uh-huh. you can play that you can use on system. Are you familiar with this? No, you can actually yeah. put them, play them on your 
PS4, PS3. Yeah, so on my my Xbox One, it it comes up on the main menu. You can actually select uh, uh, homegrown mods. There's texture packs. There's um, making weapons name brand or you know like uh, recognizable models. Um, there's um, there's all sorts of things. There's uh, different clothes options. There's um, there's ways to there's just straight up cheat codes basically. Um, <laughs> like there's one where you can just place anything anywhere as far as base building goes, so you aren't constrained. That was one of the things that sold me on Red Dead Redemption Two. Uh, buying that game was just going down the YouTube rabbit hole of gaming mods. Um, and, uh, and actually this one wasn't even mods. It was just a gaming PC that was on its max graphics and it was showing a playthrough of uh, some of the missions on Red Dead and it was just different areas of the game and him kind of standing, walking around, getting on his horse, going through the snow, going through fields and watching the individual blades of grass move around his boot and the snow, uh, you know, dragging in his feet and, uh, you know, his beard, the fibers in his on his beard hair, you know, in the wind and stuff. It was just the 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 graphics on Red Dead Redemption Two, especially on a gaming PC where you can actually take advantage of it, is unbelievable. Like it is just, it's probably one of the most beautiful games graphically I've ever ever seen. And that, you know, that's something that has been available in a lot of older games because of the mod community um but it's really not been available for gaming consoles it's always been limited to pc um so that's kind of cool that, that they're actually coming out with you know uh mods that are i'm guessing available on playstation store and on xbox live store or something it's it's available straight through the um the game itself you don't have to it doesn't. I, I haven't downloaded any yet, but it doesn't seem to send you to any marketplace. It just seems to be um, housed in Bethesda's own kind of uh, universe there. Mm -hmm. um, but it's kind of it's probably worth scrolling through if you ever boot it back up, um, and and looking through there because the, between that and the DLC, there might actually be uh, more for you to to chew on. Yeah, yeah, that'd be kind of fun. I. Um... I've not been uh, super keen to kick off Fallout 4 again, but I might, you know, now that you're playing through it, I might have to try it one more time and go through the four-hour tutorial on how to build a house and a bed and do all the stuff that's completely unnecessary in the game just to get to the meat of the game. I did play it through and played as many of the side quests as I could, um, you know, uh, once. So the first time I kind of, you know, played through the main quest and a few side quests, and the second time I played through kind of all of the side quests, and then with the exception of the Brotherhood of Steel, um, and then uh, and then the main quest, and it was it was still fun. You know, I had, I had fun playing it. It just wasn't. It didn't have that that thrill of the first games, and that's a game I think you need to play is Fallout Three. I don't know if you've played it much or or at all, but you should probably play it. No, I've 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 listened to a. Uh to a, a breakdown run through um of it of it was i think it was all added up it was about uh eight eight hours or so of um of podcast on it so i have a pretty good pretty good handle on it but um i don't know it just feels like um 
just feels like Fallout 4 is going to be a better polished version more with with more content in it mm-hmm. and I'm either going to hold it up to against 4 or I'm going to hold it up against New Vegas and I think either way I'm probably going to come away a little cold because I did play about 10 to 15 hours of it mm-hmm. uh, not long after it came out when it was contemporary and um, I don't know I took the game way too serious and I wasn't it was unacceptable for me to die. And so I, <laughs> I bailed out of a lot of stuff and I crouched everywhere. I was just, I was, I was terrified of losing. I don't know why I felt like it was a permadeath, uh, kind of roguelike, but it was, it certainly is not. It's a, it's, it's more arcadey than that, but it, my experience of it was way too high a stress. So maybe <laughs> I can go back to it. But now, now that I know that I was, you know, I was 10 hours in, everyone's like, oh, that's, that's like the first two hours. Like it took me, uh, five hours, I think to get to the first major city, which you're supposed <laughs> to get to very quickly. I, I got, I got lost. I didn't follow the marker and I had never played, uh, a, you know, an immersive sim sort of RPG like that. So it was, it was all kind of new to me. And here I was thinking I was missing out cause I hadn't played fallout one and two. And I was like, oh, I'm going to be so lost just playing the third one. And now that I know those are old isometric games and this was, you know, Fallout 3 was the first third you know, world, immersive, like, immersive, yeah. yeah. Third person, so, I should say, open world. Well, first or third, it depends on how you play. Do you play in third person? Um, I don't. I actually play first person, but you can play third person if you want. Yeah, just tap that select button. But Yeah, I, um, I um, you know, I... It's funny you say that. That's how you played through the first time. You know, when I first played it, I was in college, and I was I would sink four or five hours into the game, and I wouldn't know I sunk that much time in. I'd be like, I just started playing, you know, and and uh, you know, I I'd have gone one place or done one thing, you know, and it was like I I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know how the game operated, so I was always extra careful. I was always looking yeah. behind me and looking around, and like, is someone going to come from somewhere? You, know, you feel and, very exposed, especially in the third one. It's just, it's, you know, almost flat wastes. And the only hills you think are, are hiding, you know, Lord knows what. Like, there, that, that's the thing is I had no no knowledge of ghouls or raiders or um, these creatures. It was it was all, and of course I played at night at, in, in the dark and I'm, I'm losing my mind. Uh, everything's popping out at me and... But that's what's uh, fun about that game is like you don't get that in Fallout 4, right? Like you get Yeah, I don't I don't think I'd get the same reaction if I had started with with 4. Yeah, I don't I don't think it's quite as alienating and spooky cuz it starts off the opening I think is is near masterful. I think it's a really Yeah, uh, I like the interesting opening. set piece, but you are around people the whole time, whereas the beginning of three is it takes a long time to meet someone who wasn't trying to kill you to to see anyone. It yeah. really throws you into it. Yeah, yeah. Once you're out of the vault, it's uh, it's kind of you're you're on your own, and you know there's so much in that game to explore and check out, and so many side quests to to you know from Herbert, I think his name is the Living Tree. Uh, mm-hmm. that uh, to like uh, you know exploring the Roboco factory or the Cormega fa- or the Corvega factory 
and uh, you know, or going to Ten Penny Tower and dealing with the trying to get the zombies in the or not zombies, the ghouls in the Ten Penny Tower. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and there's just so much to do and so many cool things to find, um, you know. And then that you know, and oh, and then there's a the side, you know, the, the add-on games which are even just super cool. Like they have one where you can where you kind of like. I think it, I can't remember if you travel back in time or not to Alaska where, uh, you ride with the, uh, it's like a sim or something and you're, uh, you're with the, you're playing as like a, a soldier for the U.S. Army when the U.S., I think, annexes Canada or something like, something crazy like that. Yeah, I've and heard the DLC the- is, is very good. Is that Old World Blues or, no, I'm, I'm that, never mind. That's a, I think that's a New Vegas thing. Yeah, that, I don't remember which one that one is, but that one's a fun one. And then Point Lookout is great because it's like you go down to basically what I would imagine is is trying to be like Louisiana area, um, you know, kind of a bayou style vibe. And you deal with all these inbred hillbilly kind of, you know, folk. Uh, and they're, you know, all, you know, radiated and stuff and they come at you and um, yeah, yeah, I've heard I've heard good things. Um, well, we're we're reaching the end, but I want to talk mechanics a little bit because um, if you've made it this far in, you're definitely a a Fallout fan. Um, <laughs> wh- how do you how do you roll as far as a character setup? Do you do you deviate much? Because you said you've done multiple playthroughs. Do you do you deviate playthrough to playthrough? Do you try and expand out? What's your uh, what's your favorite way to play? So I think that the most immersive experience is playing as a good karma character. Mm-hmm. Um, but I tend to like to play as a neutral karma character. I like to do a little bit of the good, a little bit of the bad. Uh, you know, steal steal as much stuff as I can, but then play kind of the good story quests. So you kind of get that. you get Because they're, they're just more developed on the good side of things than the bad. Like, if you if you go into it playing a bad character, you can eliminate a lot of missions. Like you can side with the Enclave and ride with them at the end, you know, or you can like you can blow up um, you can blow up uh, Megaton in Fallout Three, um, and uh, you know you lose a lot of missions and you even lose a companion if you do that. You could you could uh, have a companion in Jericho as a bad as an evil companion, you know, if you're if you have bad karma. Um, I yeah, tend to you, like to there, write there that is line. Way less content if you don't play uh, Goody McFeelgood. Um, yeah, in those games. Yeah, I I actually personally like to play the game with only dog meat uh, as your ally. So I like to play the game with just the just the dog you find at the junkyard. And uh, I tend to like to not have the character the the companion. And also, I actually played through uh, two or three times where I never actually had a permanent home. Um, so like if you, if you, uh, don't, if you disarm the bomb, you get a, in Fallout 3, you get a, like a safe house or a home, I guess, in Megaton, you get a home there that's like stores all your stuff and you can buy like, you know, machines, like a Nuka-Cola machine and you could buy like a theme and I, I like the pre-war theme. It makes it look like an old fifties house and stuff, blah, blah, blah. Or you could, you know, blow it up and then you get a house, like a safe house at Penny Tower, um you know, where you have like a really nice, like, uh, apartment room kind of thing. And, um, you know, both of those are cool and all, but, uh, I like to play 
through the game as kind of like what I would assume like a neutral kind of wanderer, drifter kind of thing where I kind of go from place to place. I don't really have a, a an allegiance to good or bad. And uh, there's actually one house in the game, and I think it's near, it's inside the city of uh, of Washington D.C. It's at one of the, it's uh, I can't remember exactly what gate it's at, but it's like this, it's an abandoned house that's empty of raiders and blah blah blah. It's not near minefield or anything, but it's uh, it's like an actually like well cared for house. And in the basement, there's like a safe and a couple of like a workbench and stuff that you could basically use to like you know treat it as a storage area and that's what i do i like i'll fill it up with my stuff and then you know uh you know sleep there and stuff and then i'll travel from that house that's really not intended for that purpose it's just a random house you would you come across and then i that's kind of like my home base and then i'll travel out um you know kind of playing that neutral character and stuff uh so that's kind of the, the mentality i play through the game and uh that's like my favorite way to play the game because i feel like you get a lot of you kind of are a little more immersed in the game that way. Like, granted, you don't get to have the fun stuff of like decorating your, uh, you know, your safe house, but you don't eliminate that. You always kind of have that possibility to play the game either way. So, kind of leaving the game open to that, you don't. I guess you just kind of have that kind of freedom. It's kind of neat that way. What do you do as far as attributes your your special stats? Are you a oh, min maxer sure. or do you do you run balanced? Do you do uh, like like myself? I I always put a lot of points into uh, like agility for mm-hmm. um, movement and for sneak, mm-hmm. and you know I, I focus on uh, long guns and then like a sidearm um, and kind of automatics only when necessary, though it feels like some games uh, necessitate that to a larger extent. Like you can get away with not being a real automatic weapons person in New Vegas, but in yeah. uh, Fallout Four, it's proving to be more difficult. You need to be a little yeah. more well-rounded. Yeah. Um, but early on, it's hard to find ammo if you don't have a high luck stat. So, right. Like I, I try and run kind of a lower strength, higher, higher intelligence, and higher agility. What do you, what do you kind of build towards i usually do pretty neutral and i put a lot of my extra uh points into my special points or attributes into uh intelligence um and i think if i remember correct the reason i did that was because you earn more i think you earn more xp or skill points or something like that if you have a higher intelligence Um, yeah your experience points grow faster which helps you level up faster which yeah. You know, it's a great thing to do early on. And yeah. luck is good, though, because that helps you scavenge ammo and caps from everywhere, uh, you know, that sure, much faster, sure. which helps, you know, kind of level you up as far as items and stuff, which yeah. and I I've neglected never, both of those this time. So Yeah, I've never played it with a higher luck than usually five. So, I mean, I guess I should try that sometime and play through. But, yeah, usually I play with a with an intelligence of eight. Um, and then I bump up, you know, either agility or perception. Um, and then as soon as I can get the strong back perk, I always grab that so I can carry more. Um, so like I always end up, I always end up finding myself like not having enough space, uh, in whatever I'm carrying, uh, to carry all of my stuff. You know, when you're first starting, like I'll play through and I'll, I'll grab every clipboard and broken cup and fork and whatever, 
and just load myself up with stuff so I could sell it for as many counts as I can when I get out. Yeah, you just hoover hoover everything up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so you just try to you try to um, you know load yourself up with as much stuff as you can um, and sell as much as you can. But once you actually start getting like you know your T fifty one V power armor um, or your you know your uh, your Fat Man or your Gatling laser. You're like, yeah, exactly. okay, these are 50 pound items a piece, and now I don't have any, you know, I, I can't carry anything else. I can't carry enough uh, Nuka Cola and uh, blood packs to get me through, you know. So, um, yeah, that's another fun uh, side quest, you know, on Fallout 3 is the blood packs, you know, the vampire side quest. There's one of those, and there's so much cool stuff on 3. There's stuff, there's stuff that is just really involved to like the T50, getting the T51B power armor. Um, going to Fort Constantine and all of that, and uh, there's just there's so much. I really think you should try playing it sometime. Um, you know, if you if you get the inkling to do it, because you could really sink a lot of time into that game. Sounds like you need to go play Fallout Three. Oh yeah, one more time. Yeah, I've I've heard that a that a high luck run is uh, entertaining to say the least. So oh really? If, if you've if you played a bunch of different ways, try min maxing something and just. See where it goes. If you've never tried, uh, you know, a melee run, uh, you know, try to go full barbarian, just, you know, all strength and constitution and and uh, see where that gets you. You know, you'll miss out on hacking stuff, but um, you can literally hack stuff into pieces. So, um, yeah, there, uh, wow, man, I just I, I was thinking of something. Um, can't remember what I was going to say now. Uh, anyway, well, no, novel, novelty runs are are worth doing if you've played through like you have many times it's a way to mm-hmm. get a new kind of enjoyment out and then you can you can bail on the run if you're just you know getting bored but it's, it's something you can you can at least try out because i know in like in fallout 4 if you have a high enough luck stat people will literally show up out of nowhere and help fight alongside you and then just take <laughs> off like that's awesome that, that's hilarious there's um, so there's a there's a uh I guess a perk. And I, one of the things I find interesting about new Vegas is that they don't really have perks. They're kind of like, here's something that you could do to mod the game. And it's like, you get better eyesight, but at, after this time, your strength decreases. Like it's like a, it doesn't, it's not all positive, you know, the it, perks it's a trade off. Really yeah. But there's one on there that I've been wanting to try, but I've heard that the drawbacks are kind of big for the story side, but it's the wacky wasteland. Yeah. Have you yeah, ever yeah. tried it? I have. Is it is it cool or is it worth it? I recommend it for a second playthrough. Like it, like if you've already gotten all of the content, it's it's worth trying out just because instead of the same old same old, it is. Yeah, it's 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 what you've heard it to be. It's it's different, but it's again if you played through a bunch of times, you you got to try some modifiers just to to change up the game a little bit. So have you? Uh, so I know we're kind of short on time but how do you play through new vegas what's your favorite playthrough like do you like siding with the uh uh, with the army or do you like going with kaisar's legion do you like playing the neutral character and just you know taking over mr house's game what do you what do you think so i've i've beat it i've beat it twice now and uh my initial my canonical playthrough uh i sided mostly with the ncr and mostly against uh kaisar's legion um 
which another interesting playthrough of that is to get your speech to 100 before you uh, defeat yeah. Kaisar. Because there's, yes. look it up on YouTube if you don't want to play through. There's there's a after Kaisar um, speech challenge uh, that is at least worth the YouTube watch. It is it is wonderful. Yeah, um, I, I watched that. I think you sent it to me. Super cool. <laughs> yeah, really, really interesting stuff. But it, it kind of shows the chops of New Vegas as a as a an immersive sim. Um, but yeah, I played it pretty pretty standard, and then I did um, uh, take out uh, Mister House and and like. But I sat at that screen. It is spoilers at the end, so it's fine. But I I sat at that screen. I mean, I set down my controller, and I, it, again, it's a game. What does it matter? Uh, and you can just reload. But I'm like, man, do I do I do this or do I not? Because I had played pretty goody two shoes uh, from you know on on that run, but. I'm like this is a good character turn because uh, I have been yeah. a little selfish here and there and like I just felt like that was like I could do a better you know a more responsible job than anyone that like that's sort of the character I had built is that you know well I'm I'm the one who's truly virtuous but then you know when you watch all the ending clips you go maybe not though <laughs> like <laughs> maybe maybe not so you know it's it's interesting because there's no right or wrong way to win that game so that's what's then... so fun about them though is you play like and i find myself doing that too is you create the character and and you make them act a certain way and then you play the game true to that character you don't play it for yourself or for anyone else you play it for the character of the game that you've created you're like let's make him a little bit less of a of a saint than he pretends to be you know let's make him toe that line a little bit more or whatever you know yeah, I've I've been playing more neutral every time I play a um uh you know a, an RPG. I've been role playing a little more a little more real even though like we've said usually the best content is locked behind goody two shoes walls. Right. Um except for one or two good stuff behind a purely bad run that's rarely worth the 60 hours uh to to get to. But I've I have enjoyed not holding my character to this weird saintly standard and kind of letting there be some flaws and when there's consequences for it it just makes the game more interesting that's true yeah exactly you you're you're there for the experience of the game not to not to minimize that you know so yeah there's um, there's no actual repercussions from yeah you stealing like i still have I really have problems stealing from shopkeepers in the game. Just, I, I, <laughs> I feel bad. It's it's dumb, but it, I, it's just how but it you're is. Like, but you're like, this is a game. Let's this is play ones, true to the ones character. and zeros. Yeah, it's, it's ones yeah. and zeros. Like, my character is barely surviving. Like, if I have the opportunity to, you know, uh, kill, kill a, kill a, kill a, uh, a wandering trader and uh, take take some serious uh, weapons and caps and, you know, flip that and make the game that much, you know, oh, geez, more. You're, you're more... a horrible person, Randy. I can't believe right? you kill a random traitor in the Who game. Who would do that? <laughs> Who would do that? Um, See, I, have a, I have a lot more fun, like, sneaking in and, and stealing from them without them noticing. Well, <laughs> like, I try oh. that, but I, 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 I fail miserably, <laughs> and they catch me, and I'm like, not bailing out now. Yep. The one, the one, the okay. So if you play Fallout Three, the one guy, 
The one trader I always tend to kill is uh, there's a little mart in the bottom corner of the map by Tenpenny Tower called Lucky's, and I always kill that guy because he has tons of stuff. Like he's got like missiles that you could sell for like 50 caps a piece, and he's got like Batman nukes, and he's got uh, you, you get the Lucky glasses there, and like yeah. a bunch of bottles of whiskey and cartons of cigarettes that you can like sell for tons of caps. And uh, yeah, I feel a little bad for it. Not that bad. Because you know, it's just ones and ones and zeros that were programmed into a ones and zeros to make me smile or make me feel bad. (laughs) That is, it is interesting to see that even just a you know a kind of a you know make up make it up shoot 'em up game can make you have emotions about you know right and wrong on 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 a TV screen. That is. I mean that does Morality. speak to that does speak to some level of of artistry on their part. Oh yeah, yeah. There's some morals that you think of there. Is there before we close out? Is there a game that you're looking looking forward to that you might try out, or are you just or are you not plugged in enough and you're just waiting to see what comes down down the pipe? I'll be honest. I I am completely entirely removed from new video games coming down like uh, it's just by accident i happen to have seen these the games that i bought recently um you're kind of my video game plug and uh and some of my other friends so when i hear randy say hey man you've got to try this video game okay then maybe i'll try that video game like um but i i haven't i've been pretty far removed like i stay tuned to what rockstar makes because i like their games uh they they haven't made a bad game in my opinion uh, ever. So I tend to like what they produce. Um, and it's, and now that I've played their Red Dead series, uh, I I find that to be one of the best games I've ever played, probably top three. Um, and, you know, that, that game is super emotional and immersive, and I really like that game. Um, you know, uh, like I said, Naughty Dog stuff, that whole series I really like. Um, and I'll probably stay a little more in tune with other games they're producing. Um, so, you know, I guess, I guess I probably need to plug in a little bit more to maybe IGN or some of the gaming networks to see what's coming out. Cause half the time I don't know what's coming out, but I will say one genre I don't like is anything medieval. Like I'm not a, a fan at all of medieval style games. Like not, not, a, not a fantasy fan at all. No, I'm not. Um, and it's, it's not just games, it's movies too. Like Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones do nothing for me. Like, so you're not going to play you're not going to play uh Skyrim or the, you know, the upcoming Elder Scrolls sequel even though it's it it's Fallout just in a different genre that has no 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 interest for you. It really doesn't, but I you know I say that, but uh The Wild West had no interest for me and then I played uh, Red Dead Two, and I'm like, I could be a cowboy, you know. At the end of that, I'm like, I could, I could have done that. That would have been great. Uh, well, there's, <laughs> there's a lot of people that have hundreds of hours into into Skyrim that also have hundreds of hours into into Fallout. So maybe someday we'll have you back on, and you'll say, Oh man, I played this. Have you heard this? This Elder Scrolls, these these games, these are great. Yeah. So I I do. I have seen my old roommate play Skyrim, and. It, that was back when Skyrim, the first, you know, the, when it first came out, with, like the graphics were just mind blowing, um, yeah. and they really were. Like it was a beautiful game, uh, and I think that that game had enough nature in it that it didn't 
seem too restrictive. Like you could you could make that game what it was, and I probably could I probably could live with that level of of uh, of medieval. But I just I'm not into the horse drawn carts, the cobblestones, the castles, and the you know I'm just not into that stuff. I I don't. You'd rather don't. the the broken pavement and the old toaster and the Yes. Yeah, and the, and then the broken down uh, fusion powered cars. Yeah, it's just I, I, you know it's just it's more it's more uh, I guess just what I can relate to a little bit personally in my own life um, and things that I I enjoy in real life versus video games. I, I, there's just a little bit of contrast there, um, you know. And so like even even movies, I can't really get into uh, the medieval thing. Um, you know, I I just it's just it's just not my thing, I should say, you know. Yeah, to, to, to each their own, but I'd say, you know, if you want to go the other direction, um, you know, because from, from Fallout, that's kind of in the middle. You can, you know, you can juke left and go towards the, the Skyrims and such, or you can juke right and check out uh, The Outer Worlds, which is the Obsidian uh, game from 2019, which is definitely their their way of of trying to do uh new vegas again but in a sci-fi uh bent yeah i remember you telling me you played that uh a while ago or you were telling me you were playing it and that it was a pretty fun game um yeah it definitely has it has its issues it is not new vegas but it's 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 a way to scratch that rpg itch if there's um you know if if uh the skyrims and such don't don't do it for you but for sure um hey thanks for coming on uh i i told you you had more thoughts than you thought you did so <laughs> i definitely did talk more than i thought i was going to i was I, I'm probably gonna be quiet the whole time no that, that was that was pretty fun thanks for uh thanks for having me on uh this was fun yeah we're glad we're, we're glad to have you uh if anyone wants to hear uh more from jeff he talks plenty on the other show as well um we we do a a, a car related car and related items podcast uh every two weeks here on the on the network it's called garage night uh with our mutual friend andy and uh some other guests from time to time um i'll, I'll say it's not as squeaky clean as this show um but it is still kind of pg-13 level uh level show so uh, feel free to check us out over there otherwise uh stay tuned here i've got a few more people lined up um, while we kind of do this this tour of of uh, dissenting opinions, uh, so well, thanks for talking about uh, Fallout and uh, and these PlayStation games that I have had little to no exposure to and and uh, need to get around to. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, if you ever want to talk uh, PlayStation Two games, <laughs> I could probably have a little more to say on that. So uh, you know, if you ever want to have me back on, I'd be happy. Yeah, maybe next time we'll do some, uh, we'll do either, maybe we'll do a, a, a cross post with some automotive uh, games. That could be fun, kind of share between both both streams here, if that's what people would like to hear. And, and otherwise, definitely a, a, a kind of vintage video game segment would be, would be fun to have you on for. PS2 is vintage, sorry. Yeah, I know it is. That's We're at that thing. age. We are at that age. That's 20 years old. I remember getting that PS2 and yeah, I was still in the old room at my parents' house and uh, yeah, I had a old uh, 
uh, old projection TV or whatever they're called, the DL, yeah, the, the DLP or the rear, rear projection big models. Yeah, that you never see anymore. Yeah, I was so excited. And well, they to... were massive at 40 inches and, uh, what was it, 350 pounds. Yeah. And now yep. we've got much larger screens that weigh nothing. Yep. And uh, there was no HDMI back then either, you know. So... Oh, no. it was <laughs> If you're lucky, uh, you had, um, I think it was Component, was the green and blue and red. It was yeah, three, I didn't have three that. different wires, yeah, for the, just for the video. Yep. Excellent. Well, uh, thank you for, for coming on. Uh, thank you everyone for listening and, uh, without any further ado, uh, we'll, uh, wish you all a, a very good night. Good night. Later gamers. That one's just for James. Yeah.